This is Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. Show number 455. Endless Bummer. Sorry folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. It's a summer everyone it's ken from the shingles checking in with guess who a guest star we we do this every other year our first day of summer and i'm here with uh, a new studio mike's new studio this is mike simmons from every band that ever existed yes i've been in ario speed wagon and weed wagon and uh what ario weed wagon the cover band ario weed wagon. that's right you were anyway we're uh, at mike's new studio uh 
I don't know if you guys heard or not, but Crab Apple West on Sea closed down. And so we're at a new place now, Mike's new studio. What's it called? Do you have a name I, yet? I haven't really come up with anything super clever yet. I do have a... I'm, I'm right against the um, this little channel of water that... You know, when there's high tide, seawater actually comes in. comes right next to my house. So I've got can, can you beachfront smell it? property. Can I, no. No? Okay. But, That's you know, yeah. I can walk down to the end of my street and go fishing for... You know, sea creatures like, like Andy and Opie. It's nice, or or, or Sigmund and the Sea Monster. They, they could be that yeah, I was too. gonna say that's more like it. More like it. Andy and Opie. Where did, where were they from? Mayberry. But is there ocean water there? No, but they went fishing. Did you not watch the show every I episode? Don't every show, they're walking to the lake to go fishing. I, I, uh, I'll bet you can whistle the theme right now. I said sea creatures. Well, aren't fish sea creatures? Are they not creatures from the sea? <sighs> Hey, you guys, we haven't seen you in two summers because we skipped last summer, as, as we're wont to do, but uh, we're... We should have skipped this summer, though. God, what a shitty year, and I don't need to tell you guys what a shitty year it's been, but we're going to do a show anyway because we haven't hung out in uh, probably eight, nine months. We're still alive, everybody. Kind of, if you call this alive. Yeah, just, uh, just marking time. We started this off with a new ray of sunshine from the great Dobie Gray. Dig that tune, man. The same guy who did Drift Away. And for I'm those of you in, not with the in crowd, for That's you mods right. out there. Anyway, uh, I, last time we were together, we teased Mike had just put out a new album, um, and we teased you we were going to play the main track off the album because we were going to save it for the summer show that we were going to do before you left for France or something. You were going somewhere. Oh my lord! It's like it's been a, been a hot minute, yeah, a couple years. But I so, wrote a song specifically because we always do these shows. And you wanted to, you wanted the song for the show? Yeah, I wanted something because I'm like, I'm, it always makes me mad. We're always going through all these tunes, and they're looking for summer songs, and like, I should just write a bloody summer song so I can put one in the damn show. And it turned into an album. Y- well, yeah. And what's uh, that album called? First Days of Summer. And that's the name of the song. Yes, it is indeed. So uh, that album that you put out two years ago is still available on Bandcamp, on vinyl, and uh, MP3 download and CD. Can you get a well, yeah, CD? the CDs come if you... I think it's, it's really just a vinyl thing, yeah. uh, but there's a CD in every one. Inside the vinyl, yeah. And you, there's download codes on that. So you cover, so if you buy the vinyl, you get everything. Yeah, you pretty much do. And, and It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's not bad. And it's and it's good. I make no money on it, like, just just so you know. You're not even covering costs, I don't think, no, at this point. So. No, I'm just, I'm just happy that people are listening. That's all good. Well... We're gonna we're gonna play the song that you wrote for this show that led to the fruition of that album. This is the first day of the summer from Mr. Michael Simmons. Yeah, dig it. All right, do 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 boop. We'll be right back. Sing 
So that was a whole set of awesome tunes that have to do with summer. Because damn it, that's the theme. All right, you want to bring it back? Yeah, man. Uh, That was uh, me, Mike Simmons, doing First Days of Summer. My invitation to come down to my lovely beach town and hang out, which Ken has done today. Right, and this is a different uh, beach town than when you wrote this song. Yes, I'm now in the beach that is long. It is a long beach. Uh, and it's cool, man. Uh, we also heard uh, We'll Be the Summer from the Pearl Fishers. The Great Pearl Fishers. That's, uh, actually, that's from like last, last millennium. It was 1999 or so. Uh, Pearl Fishers are still putting things out. They put an album out last year that was amazing. If you have the means, I highly recommend you pick that up. Is the album called Amazing? No, I don't remember. It just is amazing. I'm, I'm old and I'm losing my yeah. facilities and, and I don't remember anything anymore. You know, I don't think that I don't think there's really anything wrong with us. I think that just Google has made the entire planet really dumb. Reliant on... on yes, yeah, the thing is, you know, you can't have bar arguments anymore because everything gets settled in two seconds. You can't go to a bar anymore either, but that's well, a whole other topic. Yeah, remember that in the before? Yeah. When you go to a bar? The previous life? Yeah. Speaking of life... The song after that was Cabin Life the great by Linus. Linus of Hollywood. Oh, we love him. He's a good guy. He's a nice uh, guy, yeah. And it's funny because I have a little cabin that I my family has up in the mountains. Yes. Which I, that's where I record a lot of stuff, actually. I've been up there in a few years. Uh, we've had some great times and drank a lot of whiskey and rum Come at your cabin. Come on up, dude. I'm, I'll be we there should, on, we should I'll be the there on there. Friday. Let's do it. Yeah? Oh, is that where you're going for the weekend? Yeah. Nice. For my birthday. That's right. Um, and he recorded that album, Cabin Life, uh, in in Twin Peaks, which is, you know, about a 10-minute drive from my cabin, had I known. Oh, was it really? I didn't know he was that close. I thought some he reason he, it, I yeah. thought he was at Arrowhead or Big Bear or something. Well, no, it's, it's, Twin Peaks is kind of in between Arrowhead and, and Crestline, like next to Blue Jay. It's in that. Interesting. They get uh, hit by fires at all the past I couple know. seasons? I don't think so. It's kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Do they have a lake also, or is it just a no, cabin? It's no, just a, no lake. it's just It's such a small town. There's a liquor store <laughs> and a restaurant and a couple businesses. I don't think you can even buy gas. It's really tiny. Wow. And um, That's the nice thing about your cabin is you overlook the lake. I do. I can this see the water. The, I can see the toxic green water. <laughs> Uh, of of uh, yeah, literally like if if your dog drinks it out of that lake right now, it'll die. Really? Why? Kind of messed up. Why is that? If something happened, some weird um, algae thingy, algae or fungus or some nonsense. So how are they gonna fix They're that? They're just waiting for Mother Nature to correct itself. Well, she's busy. Yeah, killing humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we heard Astral Drive doing Summer at '76, and that's a cool. AM Gold Todd Rundgren kind of thing. Oh, I uh, love that. I don't that know much so more good. about that. I know it's a single artist doing this. What gold that is, though. It's uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, so Mike, we should talk about that. We haven't made a. Well, we did make a drink earlier, but we then we're going to make another one where you made the fabulous coconut. The coconut. And, and then what goes in that? You said it's really simple. Yeah, it's a uh, half a can of uh, Coco Lopez, eight ounces. Or Coco Real, if that's all you have. Yeah, if you, you know. But hey. You can also anything that says cream of coconut that you know that looks like I got a Goya cream of coconut can the other day. You were saying, yeah. and it was pretty dope. Tasted the same as a yeah, Lopez. Yeah. Had the same consistency. Oh, nice. Lumpy in spots. That's a good thing, by the way. <laughs> Everyone's lumpy in spots. You need lumpy once in a while. Yeah. And then uh, so eight ounces of that, two ounces of lime juice, which is usually about two limes, and yeah. then seven ounces of. It calls for Myers. Uh, 
dark dark Jamaican rum. Yeah. So you could probably sub something out, but you want I, it to be <clears throat> on the darker side. You probably don't want to use a spiced rum. No, because that would suck. Because spiced rum is kind of spiced crappy. Rum's a, no, it's bad. Um, I, it's, I see that you took out a, a bottle of Havana Club though, so that's uh, yeah, that was my bone. That was my my very illegal um, stash of Havana Club. No, it's kind of gray markety, right? Havana Club. Yeah, it's here. You know what are they gonna do? But that one I did <clears throat> smuggle back. Uh, excuse me if you're using the just just admitting it. I I brought it home with me <laughs> from a trip to I don't know. England, uh, Europe. You, yeah. you bought it in Europe. I remember you that. Can, you can see it's got like 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 marks on the label are kind of like it's kind of messed up from like the I, I think I packed it up in uh, gaffer tape. Did you really? Yeah, just to kind of protect it. Yeah. So in, in, in the, case it in the leaked or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't trying to hide the labels. Maybe I was. I yeah, no one be. cares. It's freaking. No. And, and this is not to be confused with Bacardi's Havana Club, which is a whole different Havana Club. This is actual. Cuban Havana Club, yeah, and Bacardi owns the name, or whoever owns Bacardi now, they're the big parent company, and they've been putting out their own Havana Club, and it's very, very ordinary, subpar, $11 rum, so don't get that stuff. Really? That's a thing? Yeah, there, there's been a Havana Club for a long time. Oh, uh, you dude, can go that to, sucks. You can go to Bev Miller's for the wine and pick up a Havana Club that's nothing like this and rum. Does it look like that? No. Oh, no, okay. it, it's, uh, most of it's white rum. and uh, it's, I have, They make like four or five oh, variants yeah. of that. I have a number. I've got... Two more of those darks. I've got a, I think I've got an añejo somewhere, and I've got a white one. Or I did. It's probably long gone. Now. Yeah, and I mean, you can go to Tijuana and pick up all you want if you want to go to Tijuana. I, I wouldn't advise that right now. No, I wouldn't advise Mexico in general. But hey, yeah. you know, you do you, baby. Hey, you know what, you guys? We played uh, Mike set up. He, Mike's on summer vacation for uh, well, for the summer. That's why we're doing a summer show. Uh, and Mike set up his slot cards. He had a new slot car set. Uh, what kind of set is this, Mike? I didn't even this ask. This is a Carrera. Uh, oh, it's not model? by. It's not Carrera by Aurora. Digital. A what? It's not by Aurora. No. No. It's not an Aurora. It's not an AFX. It's not a Tyco. It's okay. not a Scalectrix. It's not a SCX. It's not a Ninco. You're geeking out, dude. It's a Carrera. Carrera. One thirty-two uh, digital. It's the biggest track I've seen Mike lay out. Uh, he's he's been doing this mostly every summer. It's I been about four years or so since I, since I brought it out. This is a new track. It's digital. It's uh, unlike any other slot car I've ever played. Uh, you can, it's pretty it's a wireless wireless control. You can put your car in any track, and your car is tied to your remote and not to the track. That's right. So you can change lanes and pass people. Uh, and be you, on, you can and, put these cars behind up. them. Yeah, it's amazing. And it has ghost cars, so you can race against the against an autonomous vehicle. Like almost everyone listening to this is like, what are they talking about? Yeah, we, we geeked out today. We played for a long time. There's, we're, just, we're there's this thing that happened in the 60s and 70s called slot cars. Yeah. Old, old gray-haired, middle-aged white guys know what it means. But and me and <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's like a, it's like a, it's like some of them are really small, like Hot Wheels. These are bigger. Right. These are like uh, oh yeah. About four times that size. Yeah. These suckers are dangerous. They can go 60 miles an hour. In real time. In real life, not yeah. to scale. Yeah. Scale is about 800 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. But they're fun. So we, we instead of doing this, bro, this uh, instead of setting up the mics and recording the show, yeah. we probably raced them for about four hours straight. Yeah, we played a lot of slot car. We ordered some Mexican food. We made drinks. 
And then we're like, well, it's getting late. I guess we should probably yeah, we want to finish the show, the show before you know. Hey, tomorrow. but you know what though, Mike? Speaking this is of, the earliest we've probably ever done it. Speaking of cars, yes, Mike. Mike curated this really cool set, and it's gonna leave off with one of the other bands. By the way, Mike. Mike is in Sparkle Jets UK. He's a solo artist. He's in the Pop Dudes, who's gonna be coming up next. He's he's a he's a he's shield member. That doesn't mean anything, but that's he right. A, he has the a card. shingles. Uh, how many other bands are you My in? Mod connection. Oh, uh, one whole song. No, uh, what you call it? The, the Yorktown Lads. The Yorktown Lads. Yorktown yeah. Lads. We we used to we played a lot of slot cars. That's also uh, that's we also available that for for sale at Bandcamp of the Yorktown Lads. All that Lads. stuff and on BigsterRecords.com actually. Bigster Records, good very people. Lovely people. At Bigster, we love them. Uh, you're friends with them. I, I haven't met them, but they, I, I know yeah. they're very positive people on on the internet. So super great stuff coming out of that label. They put out a lot of comps. This uh, next song that we're gonna play is a single that they released. Uh, it was a double. It was a double A side kind of yeah. situation. We did a McCartney song, and we also did this cover of an NRBQ song. Yeah, which band that I just kind of discovered recently, and I was just I'm just kind of nutty about them. And it's funny because I was thinking, you know, I really like this this song "Riding in My Car," which is the one we're about to play. And I'm like, this song's so familiar to me. I like right. it so much. And it, but I go, it really could. It's it's like they're trying to do a Beach Boys song, but they. Like they come close, like it's written like a Beach Boys song, right? But they didn't, and it has Beach Boys harmonies in it, right? But they didn't quite nail the vibe as much, and so when I thought about songs that I should, because the Pop Dudes is like a cover band, and John Borak from Pop Dudes is constantly bugging me to come up with <laughs> new stuff to do, so I thought oh, let's do let's do NRBQ, and I, and I thought I can make this song. More Beach Boys ish, right? Like, like, like they probably intended if you know if, if they want. I'm sure if they had NRBQ the production is so good, they could have yeah. done it any way they want. But if they had the budget to do to do a Beach Boys era kind of stuff, that's yeah. probably what they would have done. So I kind of did that, and and I slowed it down, and I made it real Beach Boys ish, and then. Later on, like months after I did it, I realized that the first time I ever heard that song was on a She and Him album. Which is the Zoe Deschanel, right? Uh, Mark Ward thing, right? And that's why I knew the song because I'd heard them do it before, and that's why I was kind of leaning it towards Beach Boys Town. What's funny is we, we listened to the, both of them today, all of them today, and we were like, "Oh my God, that that, that she and him one is awful. It's produced <laughs> terribly. It's not." And we love Zoe. I don't know about Mark, but Zoe, that that's not produced well. Doesn't sound yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? All yeah, right, this is a I'm car staying set. out of that one, but but I, but I think I kind of I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty proud of this version. Yeah, it's cool. I got a lot of people that said that it was you know that I improved it. I'm not gonna say. So, it. Some people might say it's the best. Some people but, are saying that. But I kind of but I dig it and uh, it's it's fun. So we're gonna start with that. But then there's a whole bunch of other songs about about oh, yeah. driving cars. Oh yeah. But we'll explain that when we come back. Yeah, we're gonna make some drinks. Yeah, let's get to let's get our rum on, bro. Let's do it. Oh, but but not for the car. Let's let's ride in the car first, and then make the drinks. Remember last summer when we had the chance to find each other, start making romance. But it didn't come up Cause you found another With that one hand of a clock What good is the other? 
You're listening to Ken and Mike from the Shingles on Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World.
no need to hurry home Yeah, we got forever tonight No need to hurry home No need to hurry home We got forever tonight we got forever No tonight. need to hurry home Ain't gonna hurry Sound effects. Because we just had a car set. Uh, we just made some drinks, but uh, let's talk about this car set first. So you picked that. You, you, uh, yeah, well, not really. You did. And then I just, I got, hey, what about, yeah. Uh, and what about, so, well, we, so we heard Pop Dudes doing Riding in My Car. Actually, what we do is we backtrack these. Ba- backwards? Okay. Good. So we did Pop Radio from, from Ron Bonfilio. Ron Bonfilio. Very nice, very nice fella. Which means good son in Italian. I love that. That whole album was really good, and it that is. song in particular was super, super great. And he's got a Beach Boys connection. He does. He's a he's a son-in-law. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And he's a good guy. It's very nice, very nice to me. Helps me out, always, and supports my music stuff when I do it. Right, you're a music educator, and you run a hell of a program uh, at your school. And uh, you you get so many. I mean, you get Dean Torrance. You get uh, you get all these like classic people to come help you out at your program. Um, what'd you do? What'd you guys do this year? Um, well, we shut down because of this weird virus. Well, before before the, oh, before, in the before, that, before um, in the before we just finished uh, uh, like a five year series of Beatles shows where we did different. We did we did like a show that encompassed every song the Beatles did in a particular year. So. Yeah. We started with 65. Yeah. Uh, long story as to why we didn't start sooner, but but they were all 50th anniversary so, shows. Oh, perfect. So we just finished up with the, uh, like, last November with the 1969 show. But we did, like, everything that they did in those years, including songs they did for other people, um, weird B-sides and un- unreleased stuff, and we did a bunch of crazy That's stuff. That's amazing. So basically, the Beatles did it yeah. post-65. Um, we had teenagers in high school do it on stage, and you're in charge of them all. Not not entirely. I just, but I do. I am one of the directors. But uh, you run you run the show, the media show part of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of write the the content. We always we call it edutainment. So I always try to explain to the audience and and you know and the students as well uh, why we're doing what we're doing. It's one way of explaining it to them, especially if we're going to do something really weird like. 
Here's uh, this this crazy song called "You Know My Name." Look up the number, and here's why. <laughs> here's why we're doing it, um, and stuff like that. So, um, so it's a way of explaining it and kind of getting away with things, but also to to teach people about music and teach people about historical context and the relationships of the people and what they were doing and where they did it and how they did it and um, all that stuff that I find fascinating especially with the Beatles but we do other things too right we usually do a show called Retrofest every year that's similar usually there's a different theme this year our theme was supposed to be the 90s which is not an, I mean, obviously, <laughs> when you go look at all the music from the 90s, there's amazing stuff. Some of the, oh, yeah, in the genres that we like, uh, some of the best stuff ever done was done in the 90s. But when you look at it for, as an outsider, a regular person, oh, um, yeah. it's just a bunch of poop, uh, that gets because, reg- relegated into the what, what you know, in the, the common because vernacular. people think about like breakfast like Tiffany's and, and grunt to stuff, and you and I are thinking about super grass and, and yeah, a lot of Britpop stuff, yeah, and, uh, and yeah. 18 wheeler and dodgy and stuff, you know. <laughs> no one's thinking about those bands. Well, you just showed me some vinyl, I did because uh, I'm thinking jealous. about those, yeah. Bands, but but so, so, my original idea for that show was to do a um, I was going to say, okay, we'll do the song that was like the biggest hit of any particular year, whatever we don't, we just can't not do, you know? Okay, yeah. so we're going to have to do, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine or, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then I was going to be like, okay, but also, here's this really cool XTC song that happened, and here's <laughs> this really cool, you know, obscure Supergrass Jellyfish song or whatever. Ooh, jellyfish, nice. Um... And it just ended up with, with COVID. Well, basically, the show got kind of like I couldn't really pull it off. Oh, uh, no. People yeah. I worked with just wouldn't let me, which yeah. is uh, it's a whole other issue. But we ended up with a really good set that we were all pretty happy with. It wasn't a lot of nonsense, and it was mostly good. And uh, well, because when you do a whole decade, a whole decade boiling it down to like 30 tracks <laughs> is impossible to do. I'm sure. Um, you're going to, we skipped so many infamous songs. And we're still doing a few obscure ones. It was very awkward. So then COVID happened, and we just had to shut the show down completely. But we ha- went and had the kids uh, film all them, film themselves playing instruments on their phones and stuff, and sent those files in. And I spent six weeks um, <laughs> synchronizing oh, man. every one of those of, of over a thousand files I oh, submitted, God. and trying to trying to get them synchronized, and then try to mix them to where they sounded like music. Where can I see this? Uh, uh, nowhere right now. I'm probably going to float a few chunks of it out on social media one of these days. I just haven't had yeah, a chance to I'd do it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we did a few obscure things. We did some Ben Folds 5. We did a Jellyfish song. Which Ben Folds did you do? Kate. Oh, good song. And which Jellyfish? Uh, joining a fan club. Good. So I'd played that for some of my students one day just because, expl- you know, I'd do an audio engineering class. It was like, Here's, here's this record that sounds really good. Here. This is what studios in L.A. used to, you know, check out their speaker systems. And, you know, that song just sounds amazing. Yeah. And it just... I just watched all their eyes pop open and their mouths open. Oh, it's so huge. It's like uh, the 90s equivalent of, like, a, a new Queen record. Right. Or something. So, so because they'd kind of heard it once, when I put it on the set list, all the kids that had heard it in that other class started flipping out. And we weren't going to put it in the show, but I listened to the tracks, and they were actually pretty good. So I worked a little extra on the side. Excellent. And speaking of jellyfish, they have, a new, they have a new thing happening now. Uh, the, most of the them. The Licorice Quartet. Yes. Excellent. Uh, they're they're doing a uh, 
they're only putting out a few songs at a time. That's the uh, that's the model they're pursuing now. Is no albums. It's uh, EPs and singles for the foreseeable future. Uh, one every few months or whatever. Um, and I know that's antithesis to what you believe. My personal preference. Yeah. yeah I, when I see EPs, I kind of just tend to forget that they happened. <laughs> like I love Nick Lowe, and he keeps putting out all these really good EPs yeah. that are super good. So compile them into an album. But, well, no, I know, and, and and I'm sure somebody will and try to sell it to me yet again. And you'll buy it. But again. I kind of wish I could listen to that all in one shot and call it an album. What's stopping you? I, you know, because I can't. It's like it's all this. It's spread out. It's all over, and it costs a lot more money. For it that does. Way. It costs more money yeah. to make it. Yeah. It costs more money for me to buy it. Um, but in this new, in this new age we live in, where no one buys records but me. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. So you're the only guy. Really you're, the, you're the last guy who's who's keeping the record business in business. I'm trying. They're not making it any easier though. But uh, you know, the things we've been reading now with uh, with Live Nation screwing bands over for for live shows, and you know, people aren't buying merch. They're they're making fractions of a cent per stream on on Spotify. What does a band do to make money these days? What do you do? I don't know. Except for the, lo- the love I've, of making music. I mean, that's that's one thing, but... I've so rarely gotten mm. paid for anything I've done musically uh, that when it happens, I don't even really notice. It's usually <laughs> like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's the third time I've got played for... Because you don't... In L.A., you can't get paid to do original music. Um, Big Stir has been pretty good about that. You know, if you do a show with them, they'll actually pay you. But other than them, I don't think it's ever happened to me doing originals in, in Los Angeles. Um, and that's just that's just the way it always has been. And then people buy stuff uh, once in a while. I'll sell some product online. Yeah. But usually. But you're so in the red with your product. Yeah. The, yeah. It costs so much to make product, even if you're on a label. It's still not cost effective, and somebody's having to eat that um, extra fees. So, because half the time you 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 know to impress the half dozen people that you need to. Say hey, this re- here's this record. It's really cool. You got to give some away. Yeah. And right there, you've already lost money. But yeah. if you're making an LP, you know, I think my my record cost about cost just for pressing was about fifteen dollars a piece. Oh my gosh, how um, many did you have then, pressed? Uh, there's a place in uh, up in the Bay Area. No, how many? Did you oh, have I, th- I think I didn't do many. I did like two fifty. It was like, oh. about the lowest That's number I could get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I did a lot more of them, I'd, I'd, they'd be cheaper. If you did 10,000 units, they're going to be cheaper. But I mean, you got to store those. You got to move them. So here's a question I've, I've it, always so. had. When someone buys your vinyl on Bandcamp, does the order come to you or does Bandcamp have someone reserve? No, it comes directly to me. To you. So you have to send it out. Yeah, so if somebody buys something on Bandcamp, I have to stop what I'm doing, <laughs> figure that out, go grab it from stock, go buy it, go, get, go into the garage, get a box. Yeah weigh it wrap it yeah. print a packing slip put it all together wrap it up and put it on, put it in the mail and postage has gone up dramatically in the past it's year it's not too bad you put it in media mail it's about about 350 no that's not too bad out, yeah. under 4 bucks but you have to charge for that too well sure so that just every time you buy something you're like oh my god $4 to ship it but if you're and if you're buying if you're selling something overseas it's real dumb yeah like a lot of people go and buy my whole catalog but they're like in Sweden or Spain and you know, it's you're, like, you're like dude, bucks. dude, just do it digital. Don't you don't need product. Just <laughs> it's just kind of fun for them. But like you know, you got to be careful when you're selling stuff. I mean, I remember putting something on Discogs one day just to see, just to have it in there. And I said, well, I have it available. I got lots. 
I'll say that I have it for sale. And then people tried to like, oh, I'll give you $10 for that. It's like, no, no, it cost me 20 I don't have to sell it to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to sell it to you. You know, it was kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, until I understood that. Yeah, Discog's a whole different jungle, man. Yeah, that's a... That's good and bad. It's good if you just need something you don't mind paying. Yeah. I don't. I don't haggle. I just go. Oh, I want that. It's it costs that much. Okay. Yeah, I've never haggled on Discogs ever. They, I've, but yeah. that's how most of the people do it on there. Yeah. It's insane. I don't. I don't come from that culture. I don't understand it. I feel uncomfortable with it. Did you never go to like record swaps or whatever? I don't like it. No. Yeah, if it says three bucks, I pay three bucks. Yeah, record swaps is if you buy if you're buying in bulk. Well, sometimes they'll yeah, usually give like, you a deal. You know, they'll, they'll, uh, usually though it's the other guy that initiates that to me. Yeah, it's like oh you know, if you get one more, I'll give you this you know or something that, or you know then they'll plant that idea in your head. So basically, it's like when we're at buying from Elliot. Elliot. Elliot Kendall. Uh, Elliot Kendall. Yeah. Whenever he's vending. He'll, you'll, you'll grab a handful of stuff and he'll say, I just give me 25 bucks or whatever. Yeah, sometimes. Because it's all do. just whatever. Yeah. They're just trying to get... They're just trying to carry less stuff home in the car <laughs> later. True. You know, they'd rather have uh, foldy green stuff in their wallet than heavy plastic stuff in a bin. Oh, man. Humping gear back to your car is never fun no matter what you're doing. What the hell are we even talking about? I don't know, man. Want to go back to the tunes? Sure, man. We're, uh, we're, we have one more set here of uh, summary tunes. Yeah. Um... So we're going to listen to Summer Days by Dean Friedman. Yeah. Right here on the Modcast, yo. Me and Mike hopped on our bikes with baseball cards flapping in the wheels. And drove to the top of Farview Heights and coasted to the bottom and you know how that feels With Slim Jims in our pockets and cattails in our hands We both took off exploring the vast uncharted lands Where did they go those summer days? I miss them so those summer days I'd like to know those slow and easy ways Those warm and breezy lazy summer days Fast as we could, we'd head over to the woods Running up and down the trees like a couple of squirrels and Just for a lark, we'd head over to the park and Tear around the playground where we'd chase the little girls and We'd take away their jump ropes and they'd giggle and they'd shriek And we wouldn't give them back till they gave us both a peek Where did they go, those summer days? I miss them so, those summer days. I'd like to know those slow and easy ways. Those warm and breezy, lazy summer Them so the summer days. I'd like to know the slow and easy ways. Those warm and breezy, lazy summer days. Now I'm all grown up, I'm no longer 
just a pop I got a ten speed in the basement I haven't seen in years Mike moved west and I've got his new address And somewhere in my files it hasn't disappeared And everything's okay and I really can't complain But now and then I wonder how come life's just not the same Where did they go those summer days? I miss them so those summer days I'd like to know those slow and easy ways Those warm and breezy, lazy summer days
was uh, the American Breed. Cool it. Cool it. We're not alone. We're not alone. I love that song. Horny teenager song, man. It's cool. Oh, yeah. I, there's no shortage of those. The songs or the teenagers. All right. I'll take your word for it, Dad. Before that the, was the Orange kids. Peels with Seaside Holiday. Yeah, that's from their first album, 2020. San Francisco band. We love the Orange Peels. We started that off with Dean Friedman. Talked about summer days. Hey, you're listening. You're listening to Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World here on the Modcast World Network. Uh, you can check out Mr. Suave over at his homepage at mrsuave.com, or you can go to the Facebook page at Facebook slash Mod Mod World. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Don't be a dick. I know what you mean. No, not you. The oh. listener. No, I yeah. know you. You're fine. I, I, can, I have you in eyesight. The listener, I can't see. They're just they're just fumbling around, fumbling around, you know, we'll, looking we'll at Facebook. This, they're like, well, I wish you guys would shut up and play some music. We didn't tune in to listen to you, Hubs. And, the, and what's funny is we do the opposite: is we don't listen to the music and we just that's listen right. To, I just, just listen to myself to, to the fast the, forward, yeah, the meat of the the podcast. Anyway, we've gone to the end of uh, summer 2020, this miserable year, but uh, we're gonna make the best of it. We tried to. We made some drinks. We played some slot cars. I get to see Mike's new house, new studio. Pretty happy about that. I'm happy to see Mike. I haven't seen Mike in a long time. Yeah, and we're old, old friends now. Uh, we've known each other for 26 years now. Whoa, give or take. That's yeah. that's insane. It'll be 26 like in the fall, something like that. We've known each other a long time. Anyway, we've been hanging out. Uh, Mike's got a lot of things to work on, but he's on vacation right now. Yeah, I've got to I've got to do some dishes. And you can go to the mountains. You said this week. What are you doing for the Fourth of July? Um, probably be sitting right here doing nothing. I take it you're not going to ride your bike to the beach this I'm year. I'm not. I'm not doing the Huntington thing. Huntington Beach is dead to me. You have left the city of Huntington Beach. I have. Forever. I still work there. It's, yeah. it's still a hometown to many of my my homies and and my workplace. And uh, but yeah, it got a little dumb over there. You had to leave. Uh, it, it, there was a bunch of reasons, but yeah, I'm pretty stoked that I crossed over to <laughs> the Los Angeles to County. LA County. Uh, yeah, it's it's you know the the San Gabriel River is about to become the DMZ. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad be. to be on this side of it, e- even though it's probably going to be you know even scarier over here. But. Uh, yeah, I you know uh, this has turned to the uh, hold my beer year. Every time you think it's gotten bad, hold my beer because it's about to get fucking worse. You know. So that was, that's what's going on now. Hey, you guys, I'm so Hold happy. my could, cheeky drink. Yeah, I'm so happy we could see you guys uh, for summer this year. Uh, I know we say this every year. We're, we're going to try to do a summer show every year. And, and, you know, life gets in the way. And uh, we can't be bothered because you guys suck. No, you don't suck. They don't, they, no, one's, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. They're, oh, shit. Are they doing this? Yeah. Oh, they got that guy on there. Don't the the these guys just do a they show? Just, they just talk about shit that makes yeah. that, that is apropos to nothing. Oh, it's the slot car guys. Oh, Talking good. about their own crap yeah. and all the stupid crap they do that no one cares about. But ask yourself this. How much did you pay for this podcast? That's right. All right. Uh, did you have to sit through ads? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, some, maybe you did. Hey, but, yeah, let's put some commercials yeah, in. Yeah, come, come check me out at michaelsimmons.bandcamp.com. I don't even know if that's real. Don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> if you like this content. Click on... No, there's nothing to click. Just don't click and just just mind your own damn business. <laughs> Boy, we got, we got a little order rate thing, didn't we? Just this to, is what uh, they paid to see. Oh, okay. Hey, we're going to end this now. We're going to do a little channel surfing with Alan Boyd. I don't know who Alan Boyd is. You tell me. Oh, you, you're telling me. No, I don't know a, him at all. He's, a, he's an artist. I, I think he's kind of like the, like a Beach Boys archivist guy. He knows where the, he knows where the bodies are buried, and uh, he, he did a really good song. Find, he knows where to find the tapes. Yeah, what tapes? Uh, of stuff. 
yeah. when they when they do, you know, when Mike Love, you know, runs out of money and decides to put out another compilation, you know, slightly different from the one he did three months. Hey, do you have those? Do you have those endless bummer tapes? Those are, those are so depressing. <laughs> endless bummer. Have you? Heard, do you have those? <laughs> no, I've heard about. Oh, that. Oh, I have them. I'll send them to it's you. It's so funny. What oh. is it? It's just a lot of them is Murray browbeaten people, and then and then a lot of them just stoned in the studio, and, and then them fighting and stuff, and on stage drunkenness. It's it's really it is an endless bummer if you're a Beach Boys fan for sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm getting a new dog soon, so yeah. I put on Facebook. I'm like, hey everybody, let's name this dog, and I it turned into the biggest thread ever. It's like I got 250 responses to really? different dog names. And, you know, I'm always, like, my other dog's name, Ringo, so I'm always trying to think of, like, a music-related name. And people are like, oh, call it Carl. Or, you know, Carl's good. But, yeah, with, but with a K, though, because, you know, it's a dachshund. Ah. But it, but I, at some point, I just wrote on this long thing, I said, I'm just going to call the dog Murray. Screw it. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to poke one of his eyes out. And, one, and my cousin's like, Murray? Why Murray? I'm like, I... Uh, I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't have the time to explain it. I'm, well, a, I'm a genius too, Brian. I am a genius too, Brian. You're doing a hell of a job, Al. <laughs> Al, you're flatting. <laughs> okay, boys. Just I know you think you're big rock stars now, but you're not. Brian, look. <laughs> okay, Modcast people, we're going to play you some Alan Boyd. Ellen channel Boy. surfing. Channel surfing. We're going to end this endless bummer of a summer, of a year. Uh, hopefully, the next time we talk to you, you know, we've been talking about doing like other shows besides <laughs> summer shows, but hopefully, the next time we talk to you, we'll be on the other side of this bullshit. Um, I wish I had a bunch of songs so I could put an album out called Endless Bummer. Endless Bummer. That's got to be used for a comp this year or something. There you That's go. Too freaking good. All right, you guys, stay healthy, wash your hands, kiss your loved ones. We love you. Or kiss your hands and wash your loved ones. You jerk. That'll work too.
Is Jim around? Who's calling, please? This is his friend, Saul. Pardon me? Saul. What is your name, please? Saul Rosenberg. Oh, he's not here right now. May I take you a message? Yeah, I'm calling. He told me I could join the uh, little nudist camp over there. Pardon me? The nudist camp. I want to join the nudist camp for the beaches. You do? Yes. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? What's the problem? Who are you calling? Jim? Yes, that's right. Well, is he the one that told you that uh, there's a nudist camp? Yes, he told me I could join the nudist camp. Because in New York, I was in a nudist camp up there, and they always would abuse me and, and throw me down and, and rub sand on my assy nipples, and they used to hurt me bad and tie me to the pier and let, like, the fishes eat at me and whatnot. Well, what is your name? Saul Rosenberg. Star? Saul. I was calling because I don't want to be tied up to motorboats anymore and dragged around like a fool. I want to join with Jim and walk up and down the beach and, and step on piss clams. Well, I don't get it. Well, he said that he would rub small little sand baskets all over my ass if I wanted to walk up and down the beach with him. We could do that for each other. What is your number? How I, can I call you back? He said that he, w he would be there to receive this call because we could go flying Paris sails and diving up and down. Well, I'm his mother and I'm surprised at that. He told me that I would jump all over the place and do backflips in the sand. Yeah. Because down here he said... Pardon? He said nobody would beat me up down here. 
Because up in New York, what happened was they used to tie me down on the beach and rub sand all over my ass neck and, and beat me with, like, all little sharp things that they found on the beach, and they would try to drown me and tie me to the piers for high tide. And I was very hurt with that. I'm his mother, and I think it's an insulting deal. And if I... I'll talk to him when he gets home. Just don't you worry about that. 